0: For our communion meditation this morning, I want to look at a short phrase in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and uh, verse 16. And I'll go ahead and read the whole verse. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? In the past several communion meditations I've given, I've tried to get back to the basics of uh, the what this meal symbolizes in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10 through 11 and uh, show how the apostle Paul was trying to get the church to appreciate and love and to respect uh, the Lord's table. And I think there are two cool reasons in this verse uh, found in the words, Blessing and communion. I'm going to only look at the first one. Um, It's found in the phrase, the cup of blessing which we bless. We probably know what it means to bless the cup, but what does it mean for the cup to be a cup of blessing? Uh, There are two different viewpoints on this, but I I do not believe he is simply saying exactly the same thing using two different uh, phrases Uh, I take the viewpoint that this cup is designed by God to be bringing blessings into our lives every single time we partake of it. And for us to be so blessed in this sacrament that we, in turn, bless this cup, we are are, are saying, Lord, we delight in what it is that you are uh, bringing to us in this sacrament. There is both an objective and a subjective blessing here. And if the cup not only brings God's blessing into our lives, but it makes us want to bless this sacrament, then in turn it means that this cup ought to be cherished, not despised. I think that was part of Paul's point when he talked to the Corinthians, Uh, don't treat this supper with disrespect, don't treat it lightly, it is a precious sacrament that is cherished. So how do we bless the cup? Well, well, we do it by praying over the sacrament. We do it by thanking God for the sacrament. But I think we do it also by looking forward to partaking of the Lord's uh, table. Uh, There is no greater disrespect that we can have for the table than to do what people in Malachi were doing, sighing. Oh, we got to take communion again. Um, uh, Instead, we bless this by saying, Lord, This is such an awesome meal, such uh, an awesome blessing that you have brought uh, into our lives. It ought to be something that we love, we cherish, that is the highlight of our week. But not only do we bless the cup and anticipate it, But God says that the cup was intended to bless us. Now, this is very, very cool for me. It may be normal for you, but growing up uh, in the evangelical churches that I did, it seemed like every time we partook of the cup, which tended to be four times a year, um, it was emphasizing, Now make sure you don't get judged by this, it was emphasizing the warnings. Now, there are warnings, this is. Uh, a meal that can bring judgment into our lives. He speaks of people in the church of Corinth who were weak, who were sick, uh, who had even, some of them had died. But my point is he does not call this cup a cup of cursing. Okay, it is a curse to those who uh, despise it. Uh, It is a curse to those who do not bless it. But for those of us who come and we bless this meal, we look forward to coming in anticipation and in faith, he calls it a cup of blessing. It is an incredible blessing in our lives. Chapter 11, verse 17, not only speaks of those who eat for the worse, that would be eating for judgment, but those who eat for the better. And I want to focus on what does it mean to be eating for the better. Let me outline just some of the blessings that Scripture directly connects to, this, uh, to the Lord's table, uh, to the communion meals in both the Old and New Testament. A first blessing that God gives to us is spiritual satisfaction. And you can find this in a number of different passages but Psalm 22, which is one of the greatest Old Testament prophecies of the crucifixion of Christ and of the uh, era that follows after that, says this in verse 16. After talk is talking directly about the new covenant meal of the Lord's table. It says, "The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek Him will praise the Lord. The poor shall eat and be satisfied." To be satisfied with life is a blessing that many wealthy people wish they could have, but they don't have it. They constantly seek for it, and it eludes them. And as I approach this meal this morning, I'm approaching it with faith that the Lord delights to satisfy us with the fatness of soul. Uh, The next blessing, Exodus chapter 34, when he invites people to come to the Passover meals at which there were these uh, communion, uh, he, he said, I will give you divine protection. So uh, that's an incredible blessing, protection from the attacks of the demonic, protection from physical attacks, uh, whatever kind of protection we need. Uh, Psalm 51 promises that God will be pleased with us. To feel God's pleasure is an incredible thing. Uh, one of the lines in the movie uh, Chariots of Fire that has always impacted me, almost brings me to tears every time I see that, is where <clears throat> Eric Liddell said that God made me for a purpose. Now, missions was a part of that purpose, and he gloried in being in the mission field, even dying in the mission field, but he said, God made me fast, and I feel, when I run, I feel his pleasure. He felt God had made him for that. And when he ran, sweaty as it was, hard as it was, he felt God's pleasure. And there's all kinds of things that God has made us for. He made you to be worshipers. And when you worship in the Spirit, you have the opportunity to feel His pleasure coursing through your being. He made you to serve. Jesus served, and uh, He served hard but he felt the Lord's pleasure. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so you can be out there with menial work, and yet when you're doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit, you can feel his pleasure coursing through your very being. And uh, when I come to the Lord's table, I say, okay, Lord, you have connected your pleasure with this meal in some way. And I pray that this week... I would feel your pleasure as this meal realigns me with your purposes. Um, There are other blessings connected with the sacrament. Deuteronomy 14 verse 23 says that through this covenant meal we learn to fear God. Now uh, Some people don't think fear is really a blessing. And it, it is true, there is a negative side to, to fear. If we come to this meal despising it, rebelling against God, yeah, we ought to be terrified. Uh, that kind of fear uh, means that we might receive uh, judgment. But I don't think we have to think of this as a negative uh, sign. It's by the fear of the Lord that we depart from evil sanctification That's a great blessing. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's a great blessing. By the fear of the Lord, we see God to be greater and greater. It builds our faith. It enables us to enter into his promises. That is a blessing that he connects with this meal. Uh, Jeremiah 7 verse 23 connects the Lord's table with this promise, that it may be well for you. Well, that's almost identical to Paul's promise in 1 Corinthians 11 where he says, you eat for the better, that it may be well for you. But I love Deuteronomy 14, verse 29, which promises blessing in every area of our lives when we partake of the communion meals aright. It says, come and eat and be satisfied that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. The cup of blessing which we bless. Do you see this cup as a cup of blessing? Do you look forward to it? If in the past you have not, hopefully just this little exposition of the blessings that come through this meal will make you from here on out to look forward with faith and anticipation to receive from God's hands blessing as you partake. So if you're a brother or a sister in Christ who's made a public profession of faith, you're a member of some evangelical church, it doesn't have to be a member of our denomination, but a member of an evangelical church, Uh, and you've been admitted to the Lord's table in that church, we invite you to enter into the blessing of the Lord. And as you partake, I want to remind you of yet another promise. This is from Proverbs 10, verse 22. And it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it may you be a blessed people this morning father we come to you this morning uh, eager coming to this table with anticipation with faith that you are a God who loves and delights to bless your people and I pray father that uh, we would indeed be blessed this morning that uh, whatever the needs are that uh, these people lift up to you from their hearts, that you would see those needs, and that you would pour out your blessing upon them. Thank you that you are a God of blessing, and that you have made this to be a cup of blessing. And so we pray that you would set aside these common elements to a holy use, and you would be glorified in our partaking. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.